0: Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Do you really want to know? It might make
1: you uncomfortable and even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep, here's the truth, you're under attack. We all are, our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is they're only successful because we refuse to pay attention. For centuries, even millennia, They've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes, hidden the truth behind cascading waves
0: of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? Only oh, yeah. The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior
1: guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former Police Sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, we'll find them. Now, wake up. We've got work to
0: do.
2: welcome to the fusion cell that was war pigs by black sabbath if you've if you didn't recognize Little it, war pigs. man i listen to that song too often i'm gonna have to admit and i listen to the lyrics and they're so true they're just so true and he sang that in the what late 60s early 70s yeah
1: yeah Generals gather in their masses. That's right. Actually, Clyde and uh, uh, did a show on that lyric that song when I go crazy.
2: Oh, okay. Speaking of Clyde, we actually have a little quote from him tonight. We'll get into that later. He's been on fire, you say. He's he's obviously been listening to the fusion cell.
1: He's always on fire.
2: <laughs> well, so, you really- know, once you
1: get a taste for the truth, you can't you can't stop.
2: Yeah. That's that is the case. Once my eyes started opening, uh I just wanted more and more information, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's a lot of rabbit holes to go down, especially today. And here we have the fusion cell. That's why we're here, right? Uh, Larry, well, I got to grab your shovels. <laughs> um, Lara Loga came, Laura Logan came out with the second part of that Brunson Brothers. So that's what we're going to be watching tonight. It's about 20 minutes long, and it's part two. Trendis Evans says the Brunson Brothers know the truth. The reason the court doesn't act on this is because it's held on the shelf to be used in the event the Biden administration attempts to pack the court. This is what's known as the Mexican standoff. Let's see if if you agree with that statement after we watch this. Is there anything that uh, you want to tell the audience before we get started? No, let's, uh,
1: let's get started and see what we can squeeze into this hour.
2: Okay, let's do it. All right, here's Lara Logan.
3: When we first met the Brunson brothers, they felt the nation was in distress and they'd taken on many of the top politicians from this administration and the last. Their case had not been going well. And as the Brunsons appealed it higher and higher all the way to the Supreme Court, most commentators dismissed it and them as a lost cause. But as
4: the poet of the people, Carl Sandburg, once wrote, you must expect to be in several lost causes before you die. And right or wrong, the Brunsons weren't in the
3: mood to surrender. On a cold day in February 2023, the Brunson brothers found themselves walking the halls of power in Austin, Texas. They were quite away from home, the ground they covered unfamiliar, and they brought a sound not often heard within the walls of the Capitol in the Lone Star State.
5: We are about to blast this place. People have no idea that everybody in this building is about to hear our trumpets. Right now, we got people on their phones. Ha <laughs> They're not going to be, be on their phones.
3: After walking away from their four-man band of trumpets some 20 years ago, two of the brothers, Roland and Gaynor, were about to lift their horns once again. Inside the rotunda, home to Texas politics since 1888, it didn't take very long to find their way. The notes ascending to the historic dome some 218 feet above the floor. The Bronson brothers journey from musicians to accidental activists made them unlikely heroes here. What has been for many an uncomfortable at times, lonely fight. They'd been invited along with their oldest brother, Loy by Texas First, an election integrity group that shared their concern over fraud in the 2020 election and supported their efforts to sue Congress for failing to investigate. It was, in a way, a gathering of election 2020 refugees, those dismissed and disregarded in their own land, condemned for the crime of not believing Joe Biden got 81 million votes. The brothers respected, even loved, for their willingness to stand up in spite of the pressure to lay down.
6: Oh. Oh. Oh.
3: It was also a clarion call. They've
6: been doing this day and night for years, and it's so exciting that they're getting some people on board to support this. <coughs> it's
3: and in their story, an entertainer's charm. Hey, man, so I got on my bicycle, you know, because it's just down the street, and I went to the skate court.
5: And I'm looking at them, expecting for them to look at me weird, and they're looking at the, at the, the defendants, and it's all the members, you know, most members of Congress, and the president, vice president, and I, I'll never forget this. She's looking at me, and she's looking at me like this and goes, all right, I'll take your 300 bucks. <laughs> and then she is. I gave her the cash, and I'm watching her, and she stamps it. And she looks at me
3: and says, okay, it's filed. <laughs> They finished as they used to I mean, and you
2: all with
3: a showbiz salute. Yes! Except one brother was missing, the serious one.
6: Our leaders haven't even read the Constitution. They swear an oath and they don't even know what they're swearing an oath to. So we're hoping that this will awaken them.
3: We'd met Darren Brunson in late February of this year when we spent time getting to know the four of them back in Northern Utah, where they were born to attentive parents and raised tough in the rugged valleys of the Wasatch mountain range that stretches for roughly 160 miles along the Western edge of the Rockies. As you may recall, they had fired off two lawsuits demanding nothing less than the removal of the president, the vice president and most of Congress for violating their oath of office. An act the Brunsons charged was treason, the equivalent of waging war on their country, since it meant they might have installed a leader who did not actually win the election. After losing their battle in the lower courts or waiting for decisions that never came, they'd appealed to the Supreme Court, who wouldn't give them a hearing. But at the time, they were still optimistic and about to try again. What I'm holding here
6: is what I call the petitioner's petition for rehearing. And this is going to ask the Supreme Court to rehear what they denied. And you're the first to see it, actually. Um, This is going to be mailed to the United States Supreme Court. And hopefully it'll be a couple of days and they'll actually docket it.
4: Well, you've lost a bunch of battles, but you're still in the fight. Moses did, too.
5: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he was discouraged because he was given the staff and go out there. And, man, he was going to, like, change Pharaoh's mind. Failed the first couple of times. He was like, What am I doing? God gave me this assignment. But it was necessary to take that journey because by the time he was able to free the children of Israel, they saw how God works. And I believe that the majority of this nation, even the people who hate Trump, a lot of them pray. I believe that those prayers are going to be answered. Just a matter of time. And that gives me a lot of hope. I'm
3: seeing progress here. In their emergency petition, the Brunsons had argued that lawmakers' immunity from prosecution violated the First Amendment rights of American citizens. That's because in the First Amendment, along with freedom of speech, assembly, religion, and the press, the Founding Fathers also guaranteed the freedom to petition for redress of grievances. The Brunsons asserted that meant elected officials were not immune from the lawsuits of everyday citizens. But over nearly two years, every court, including the Supreme Court, declined to hear their cases. For anyone but the Brunton's, that would have likely been the end. Not so fast.
5: I'm going down to the court. I'm gonna be filing a lawsuit against the three U.S. Supreme Court justices.
3: Under Rollins' name, Darren and Loy sued again, this time going after three liberal justices personally. Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Ketanji Brown-Jackson for, according to them, not doing their job. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. One thing that stood out to us, their lack of fear.
4: A lot of people in this country are afraid to go out into the streets now. They're afraid to protest because they're afraid the FBI is going to come knocking on their door. They're afraid of being called domestic terrorists.
7: Well, we're in a special situation because we don't have families that we have to be worried about so we are kind of like independent of that stress and that worry we don't have children that would lose a father we don't have you know a wife that would lose a husband so we feel like we're in a good position where we don't have as much to risk maybe as someone yeah, that has a i'm
6: just so blown away by these guys <laughs> anyway, that's, <laughs> that's enough there <laughs> No, tell me. Okay. Well, yeah, these guys, I mean, the only way we can have freedom is if people want freedom more than life. And that's the attitude that it took to get what we have. Now, everyone that hasn't really worked for the freedom, hasn't sacrificed for it, they're the ones first in line to sell it. And so what these guys have doing is they've given up their time. They are, you know, about their Stress, and these guys have been just going after this, going what do they do for fun? This is what they do. This is their heart and soul. They don't do anything else. As a matter of fact, these guys, I mean, they're single. They're not dating. They're not out going to clubs and stuff like that. They are they are eating and drinking and sleeping this. And they're praying. And I'm just telling you that I believe they need to be heard. And it's so awesome because now they're being heard. And you're giving them a chance to be heard.
3: Gaynor was the only one married with children, and we met at his recording studio in the Mormon city of Provo, home to Brigham Young University. In front of a studio wall, lined with photographs and legendary faces, we took a stroll down memory lane. Oh, my goodness. Okay, but what about that one up there, the White House? What does it say? Taking a tour at night. Oh, yeah. The (laughs) Secret Service
6: gave us a private tour in the evening, our own tour. In the White House, we got to go downstairs into the kitchen. They really never leave anyone in the kitchen. And this is when Mm. President Reagan and Nancy were up and sleeping just above the kitchen. Wow. And they told us to be very quiet.
2: Okay, Jeremy, I'll wait until you come back. All right. The caller
0: has hung up.
2: It's an interesting story from these guys. Something I really appreciate is their tenacity to keep going and not give up. And I think that's really the, the most impactful part of the story here. Um, Also that these justices and these representatives, these politicians are not immune from being sued just like everyone else. What is it going to take for the people to make them do their job? What is it going to take for them to do what the people want? I can say do their job, but in their minds, they think they're doing their job, right? Who are they accountable to, I guess, is the more direct question. Where is the transparency? (laughs) Has to be demanded. An incarcerated individual at
0: Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, Please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number to accept this free call. Press 1 to refuse this free call. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now.
1: All right, you got me? Yes. All right, let her rip.
6: Yeah, so we had a private conversation that we sat at the the table. Then they took us on a tour. The Oval Office and stuff was just
1: us. (laughs) Remembering a
6: saying on President Reagan's desk that says... You can achieve anything you want if you don't care who gets the credit. Thought that was kind of interesting. You saw
4: that on his desk.
6: Yeah, I
5: was wow. in the Oval wow. Office.
4: What did cool. you, uh, what did you say to him, Darren? I don't remember.
5: I, I, you was, don't remember?
4: Oh yeah, I asked him. You
6: know, so we're standing, online i shaking his hand, and yeah. then he says, "I would like your business card." And he turns to Nancy. And he, no, he says, "I don't have one." Then he turns to Nancy and says, "Should I have a business
3: card?" <laughs> Here are the
0: Brunson brothers.
3: They performed for that same president in the NBC Christmas special in Washington, D.C. in
0: 1988.
3: (laughs) Taught Regis how to blow the horn.
5: first thing you have to do is you have to make a buzz sound from your lips, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, great,
3: great. Led the kickoff classic halftime show at New York Giants Stadium.
0: It's and, it's all led by the Brothers.
6: <laughs>
3: and met just about every big name in showbiz at the time.
6: One that I remember is you no know, Byman was there and it was wow. a was kind of a a, a party of celebrities, whatever.
7: Donny and, Osmond was there too. And Leonard, yeah, yeah, a
6: And also Suzanne, uh, Summers. Suzanne Summers and Barry Manilow. Yeah, that was cool. that's right. Yeah. And so it was nice just to sit down next to uh, Neil Diamond and just talk to him because I was kind of. A we big were the fan. entertainment we were performing for them. We
5: apologized for playing loud because he was on the front table. He goes, Oh man, you're my kind of music. He raises wine glasses. You're just yeah, my kind my of
4: music. My kind of
5: music.
4: Did music make you rich?
5: No. <laughs> rich, poor, rich, right. poor, rich, poor. We were never taught business. Made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. Made a lot of money, got screwed over by people.
3: Made a lot of it's money, Trump got screwed Trump. over by.
4: It's the story of. That's the story of many artists, right?
3: <laughs> the brothers said they got to tour with the famously flamboyant Liberace because his valet, who played trumpet himself, introduced the entertainer to their music
5: and I get to play all kinds of music with these wonderful musicians, everything from Chopin to chopsticks. And I also get to wear some of the most glamorous costumes of my entire career. Liberace would come out, okay, he started out the show. He'd do about 15 minutes and he'd say, okay, I'm now gonna introduce you to these four guys. This is 150 sold out shows we did, sold out. Sold out, yeah, they were sold out. Oh, Oh yeah.
3: Their act drew the attention of the famous and the soon to be famous.
5: We were playing at the Imperial Palace
7: Hotel in Las Vegas. After the show, we would be there and sign, we have this, our albums and we would sign them. And this young guy came up and he says, you guys are so great, I want it. He bought an album and he says, could you please sign this? And he says, and I'm a musician and I just auditioned for a TV show and it's looked like it's gonna happen. And it's called, now remember this, it's gonna be called 21 Jump Street. Wow. And he said, what's your name? He says, Johnny Depp, remember that. <laughs>
3: But neither fame nor a little fortune was enough to make them forget who they were, the brothers said. Every performance we would say a prayer that people
7: would feel uplifted and have a spiritual, hopeful feeling. And it seems like every time we wanted people to feel a positive feeling from our performance. We didn't want to just get up there and have it be entertaining. We wanted them to feel something good.
3: Their formidable talent was grounded in an unconventional beginning.
7: I'm 3 years older than Roland, the oldest. They were doing a lot of sluffing. They weren't going to school. A lot of what? They were not going as uh, sluffing. That's a Sluffing. I guess that's yeah. a Utah term where you're sluffing, you're skipping class. Yeah. You're you skipping to, yeah, you, you slough. School. You, you were skipping school? school. Yeah, yeah, skipping school. Both of you? All,
5: yeah. of All of us. All of us. Well, then. All of you?
7: Our father was a school teacher. Oh, and he was not too happy about getting noticed that the kids weren't you know going to school. My dad said, look, if you're gonna skip out skip school, then your life is your responsibility now. Oh. I think my dad might have been just joking or just kind of
0: mm-hmm.
7: trying to make a point. Yeah. But they took it so seriously. So they decided to become the world's greatest trumpet players yep. and be famous and rich and they wouldn't have to go get an education. And that would be the simplest way to do it. My parents basically said okay you could practice upstairs in a bedroom closet that's it because <laughs> trumpets are so loud right okay so i remember going up there like during the winter it's like 20 below zero outside and i hear them practicing and i open the door and there's this wall of steam that hits me it's, really warm it's like a walls. sweatshop right and i see them. they're practicing and they look at, at me like what are you doing yeah, are you and doing, it's like man? they're practicing arben's arben's is what professional studio trumpet players practice so that they can get the all of the time signatures and (laughs) then and all kinds of different note structures and everything and that's what they were studying they were going to master yeah yeah, this is before school and so they were going to master the trumpet Be well you guys were skipping school (laughs) let's stick with my story so they were doing this early in the morning early in the morning morning, on their own they'd get up and do that I just picture my mom saying maybe that wasn't such a good idea you giving them the responsibility of their future because now it's like now we hear you know it's like this is anyway
4: some people might say. You know, four dudes from Utah, college dropouts, no legal experience, bunch of musicians. What the hell are you thinking? You got no business going before the Supreme Court. You've got no qualifications for it. You got no experience. You got no chance of this ever succeeding. So what are you doing? You're wasting everybody's time. You know where that question comes from? Where? Trump haters.
5: Because the people that are, that are really believing that the election was rigged, we don't get a problem for those people. We get a
3: problem from the people who think that we're Trump lovers or Trump supporters. For the brothers, this wasn't about Trump. It wasn't even about Trump haters.
7: It's about holding our representatives' feet to the fire, to be honest, to be honest to the Constitution that they
6: swore to uphold, to be honest to their oath.
4: And why does it come down to you?
6: Anyone could be doing what we're doing. But they're not. But they're not. They, maybe they don't know how or they don't know what to do. It's something I, I saw. And I thought, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to be one of those people that are qualified uh, attorneys, law firms that could be doing this and don't. They have a lot of money and they still don't do anything. But yet
3: we're fighting for them. Darren Brunson's path to law was as unusual as his to music. Everything he knew, he taught himself. I decided just
6: to follow the rules and I followed it, followed the rules, took it to court and I won.
4: So, over the course of time, how many cases do you think you've been involved
5: in? Answer that one, Darren.
4: Oh, um,
6: I would say maybe a a dozen minimum. Wow.
3: (laughs) The Brunsons were not unaware that many lawyers saw their Supreme Court challenge as a hopeless and naive constitutional quest and told us they simply didn't care. What meant more to them? That over 60,000 people took up the challenge and joined their fight, just as they had with Jimmy Stewart's Mr. Smith in that 1939 classic that so resonated with the brothers.
6: People have put money in in those letters. When they do that, they're putting skin in the game. It's a testimony that they want to be and do what we're doing. It's them doing it with us when they do that.
4: Those 60,000 people that wrote a letter? They could file this case. Well, they could do that.
6: They could do that.
4: What it represents is the will of the people, right? So when people say it's frivolous, how does that make you feel?
6: I say, really? Read the complaint. And you tell me if it's frivolous. You tell me if the Constitution was written to protect your God-given rights. Louis was on a show and someone who says, hey, the Constitution, oh, it's just old stuff. It's written by the rich and only to protect a certain class of people. And that's wrong because the Constitution was written to protect your God-given rights that every man, woman, and child has. It's just that this country is the only one that recognizes it and has a Constitution written to protect it.
3: The Brunson brothers told us they were not surprised when their latest suit against the three Supreme Court justices was dismissed. They'd already filed their appeal in the Tenth Circuit and were waiting to submit an opening brief.
1: You all think I'm late. Well, I'm not late. And I'm going to stay right here and fight for this lost cause, even if this room gets filled with lies like these and the tailors and all their armies come marching into this place, somebody will listen to
3: me. They took action, they said, because like Mr. Smith, they doubted the government ever would. Oddly enough, the real Mr. Smith, James Stewart, was no stranger to them.
5: Welcome to A Beverly Hills Christmas with James Stewart. Mr. Stewart's special guests tonight are Lucille Ball, Burt Reynolds, and the Brunson Brothers.
3: We asked the musical brothers to dust off their trumpets. Where's your trumpet? Oh, you mean right now? Yeah. <laughs> and show us how it was done.
6: So we get up there. It takes everything we have and the back up. And that's really not a show. Sure. So we
5: kind of rock like this. But it kind of is a little bit. Well, we kind of yeah. rock like this.
6: We, uh, we get uh, we back up, man. World? We
3: bend, bend our knees
5: back up yeah. like this and with lean back and pow! And just everything you
0: got. It's
3: just just everything you got. They once said they raised their trumpets to save our souls. Now, they said, it's to save a nation.
6: You have a desire for something? Go for it. You just might reach it. And so that's what we're doing. We're going for it. We're putting everything we got into this, and we're going for it, and we just might reach it. And yeah. who says we can't? So far, We haven't lost the battle. We lost a couple of steps, but we're still in the battle. And that's America.
2: So that's the end of part two with the Brunson brothers. The rest of the story with Lara Logan. What did you get out of that, Jeremy? For me, it was don't give up. It doesn't matter. If you think you can, or if you think you have no business doing so, don't do nothing, right?
1: Of course. That's always our message, right? Uh, actually, uh, I have written in my notes here, uh, if you're wondering how this ties in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because maybe maybe you're listening, you're like, what are, what are these guys that play this trumpet in their case? Uh, what does that really have to do with the fusion cell and things like that? And um, I wanted to save the answer to that question for the end, but I, I have a few notes, not too many. Um, but uh, so we, we've got, how about this? How about I go ahead and call back now and we'll hit the notes that we, we won't get interrupted by the very rude lady who always interrupts us.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Okay, bye. The caller has hung up. If you have any thoughts on what we just watched, please feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll get to him right before he calls in. And that's really what I got from from this. I'm curious as to what she's going to drop next week. And I know that it does have a correlation with January 6th. And it may be the crux of the issue, right? Because it was the election that the January 6ers were going to the Capitol simply Expecting Mike Pence to do what he said he was going to do, which was a simple challenge to that election that looked incredibly suspicious, but we didn't even get that far. There's a lot of uh, cover ups going on, but as you can recall, unknown caller Steve Baker just came out with an explosive story. So we're hoping we'll add. Citrus County, Florida. That story gets this call some legs. Is not
0: private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press one. Oh. To refuse this free... Thank you for
2: using Securus. You may start the conversation now.
1: All right, we ready?
2: Yeah, Jeremy, let me just... Uh, right before you're coming on, I asked people to, to type into the comments. So uh, give me one second here. Artie Hayward said frivolous is the instigation without mitigation of litigation. My take on the Brunson's God love them for trying though. Uh, yeah. So that, those are the comments that we got regarding the Brunson brothers. Go ahead.
1: Okay, great. All right. So she, she used the, the phrase election 2020 refugees. And I I love that phrase because that that is kind of like what it is. I mean, look, we've got, uh, economic refugees and political refugees in the United States. And that's why we see this from blue states to red states, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got your your blue states are getting bluer and your red states are getting redder because Americans are balkanizing, right? They are saying, I'm not going to put up with this. And, and the election is just one of these factors, right? Yeah. But let me tell you, that the corrupted establishment republican side of this two party duopoly right has their battle cry for this right and it started uh, during the 2022 election cycle right it was those who wanted to just move on and look to the future right and then there were the candidates oh they were just stuck in the past and still litigating the 2020 election. Come on, guys, just move on, right? This was the cry, not of the Democrat Party, but of the Republican Party. The Republican Party that raised over $250 million, if not more, $250 million, is what I was told and heard before I was ever arrested That that Ronda McRomney uh, raised telling Americans and, and conservatives and Republicans specifically, we're going to fight for election integrity and to so raise a quarter billion dollars. And they did nothing with it, except finance candidates that didn't want to look to the past. They wanted to look to the future, look forward to the positive things that we can do, not back behind us, right? And then when Their candidates won, they ran around and probably used that same election integrity money to talk about how the American people spoke out and stomped down this rebellion of those who want to live in the past because they want to look to the future, right? Mm -hmm. So now we hear candidates like Nikki Haley, the prettiest little neocon I've ever seen. She's got the whole package. And what does she love to say? She loves to say, we can't keep looking to the past, Jen. Jen, Hmm. (laughs) look, okay. And maybe they cheated, okay, all right? But we can't look to the past. We have to look to the future, right? So let me ask Nikki Haley this. Um, All right, so we don't want to look at the past when it comes to elections because they... We all know that when you have a problem, clearly the solution cannot be found in the past. So we don't want to look there. But what about our national debt? The uh, 33 trillion, has it hit 34 trillion yet? I mean, it has been 24 hours since we were last on. Uh, yeah. Should we look to the past when it comes to our national debt and say, uh, hey, Miss Haley, um, maybe if we look to the past, we might figure out why we're $33 trillion in debt because of you clowns, right? right? Oh, no, we don't want to look to the past, right? Well, what about energy policy? Um, is Miss Haley, if she were to be elected uh, uh, president, would she look to the past and say, oh, look at this green energy policy that we have here uh, in the past. Uh, maybe we should change it, right, for the future. I mean, what about the climate alarmism? Or how about her favorite topic, war? Yeah. Are, is Ms. Haley going to look to the future and avoid endless wars? Or is she going to bring up a bunch of stuff from the past to justify a, never, a new never anymore? Yeah. And what about January 6th? I mean, is Miss Haley going to alert the DOJ to stop looking to the past when it comes to January 6th. Don't arrest any more of those domestic terrorists, okay? That's in the past. We need to move to the future. We need to look forward with a positive message, DOJ. Is she going to put an attorney general to says when it comes to fighting crime in America, we're not going to look to the past. We're going to look to the future. Pre-crime. <laughs> well, she might actually do that part. Right, This is a ridiculous line of thinking meant to make you forget that those that are in office actually benefited from the broken, cheating system. I mean, even now, I have to listen to controlled conservative talkers on the radio all day tell us that, oh, in order to actually win elections now we should just cheat like they do we should just harvest votes like they do well hell why don't we just print them out like they do why don't we just uh uh find some country and start recruiting their people to come across uh, the canadian border mm-hmm. right and it can and we could call the, the southern border crisis the democrat border voter crisis and we could call the Canadian a border crisis, the Republican uh, uh, voter border crisis, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous, but this is going to be what you will continue to hear. And guess what? Uh, she's not the only one. I've heard multiple establishment Republicans, to include some people's favorite governor, also mention the same theme of how we can't look to the past, Right. Certainly, don't look to the past when it comes to your COVID vaccine, because then you might ask, why the hell am I getting my seventh booster? Yeah, and why was I just tested positive for COVID last week, right? But this is their battle cry, and so I'm glad that somebody in this country hasn't forgotten what happened in 2020. And then they, they talk about the court. Again, this is another tactic, right? How many of the election integrity cases have just been flat out denied to be heard, right? Yeah. We're just going to decline to hear the case in general, right?
2: Yes, a lot of that. No.
1: Well, they you know why they do that? Because they think you'll just quit it. So, see, they keep putting all these things in your way, like, oh, no, we're not going to hear your case. Uh, No, we're going to decline to hear that. Thinking that you'll be like, oh, well, I guess that's all there is, right? Well, you want to know something funny? I just got the second portion of my appeals brief today, and one of those appealing things is going to be the judge's refusal to grant me a hearing on the motion to suppress. Yeah. Good. Yeah. See, see, we're not just going to say, oh, I guess I guess the judge, is, judge knows best. You know, the tyranny in the black robe says you can't go forward and that we don't actually have a reason to want to have our case thrown out based on mm-hmm. Fourth Amendment grounds. So uh, I guess we're just going to take our case and go to prison. No. But that's what they want you to do. They want you to not fight them. The reason they make the road to justice long with lots of turns and bends and cliffs, you know, edges that drop off into cliffs is so that you don't travel that road. And And they'll just keep putting barriers, roadblocks, they'll shoot at you, they'll chop trees down in your way. And at at every turn, they want you to think that that's just it. That's it. Give up. Give up. Give up. That's what they want, right? Like yeah. the beginning of the ground zero.
2: Yeah, it's expensive um, and exhausting. It, and they just want to exhaust expensive.
1: you out. It's exhausting. And you pay for both sides, right? But it reminds me of the scene from The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy and the crowd reaches the, the odds right? the odds, is, you know, lair or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I wish uh, you could pull it up, right? But, you know, you knock on the door and it's like a little slit in the door. It's like, what do you want, right? Uh, we're here to see the Oz, right? Yeah. All right. No, no, you can't. They, they, just keep, <laughs> on. they keep going, right? And then yeah. finally, they actually get in to see Oz. Whoa, wait, I thought the guy at the door said that they couldn't. But yet somehow it did. And then once they see Oz, what happens, Toto runs it around and finds out that Oz is just a little fat liar hiding behind some holographic... Uh, Thing, meant to scare you away, yes. meant to make you think that Oz is all powerful. There's really just a little fat man. Am I yelling, Jen? Because no. that would be violating some of my critiques. Okay, slightly right. raised. Let me calm down. Not yelling. Slightly raised. <laughs> so they want you to be like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, where, where you follow their Yellow Brick Road and you get to the door and you ask to see the wizard, and the wizard, the wizard says no. They want you to just turn around and go back, right? Because if you dare to get in there to actually see Oz, one of the things you're going to find out is that most of these people are just morons, okay? And I, I love Jesse Kelly because he tells it like it is, and he talks about how he's met a lot of these people. And I've met a few as well, right? And they're very unimpressive. It's like Rush Limbaugh used to say. Uh, politics is Hollywood for the ugly, okay? They are the ones that get rich and famous uh, because they weren't most likely able to do anything else in their life. And I'm not just picking on Joe Biden either, but he's a perfect example of it, right? He was elected when he was 29. 29! And that's all he's done his whole life is is grift yeah, off the American taxpayer, and most of them have done the same thing. I mean, look at the background of the members of Congress, of the Senate, of, of presidents even, right? Hell, I mean, it, I, maybe the Supreme Court justices have that better background, but I certainly know that the average politician is unimpressive. That's why mm. most of them are lawyers, which... I think I might have discovered the Brunson's next lawsuit, but we'll talk about that more later at some other time. So, Laura says, what were you thinking? People are probably saying to you, what are you thinking? This is what they want. They want to look down on us as peasants, and then they want us to believe that we're peasants. And so, the point of the Brunson story is they didn't give up they didn't get back down they didn't see their concern as unimportant as everyone that they confronted seems to think it is yeah right so how does this tie in it ties in because these guys are leading by example they're mm-hmm. asking they are answering the question that so many people ask me. What can we do? Well, you know what you could do? You could sue them, right? And guess what? They're going to tell you that, it, that you're not going to win. They're going to throw your case out. They're going to decline to hear it. You're going to spend a whole lot of money. But let me tell you a story about Dick Heller. You might have heard of the case D.C. versus Heller. DC versus Heller was a Supreme Court decision that basically said DC's gun laws cannot prevent an American citizen from owning a handgun. That's it. Very narrow in its ruling. And it's been greatly celebrated. Do you know how long it took this lowly security guard, armed security guard, who could carry a weapon to protect these elitists who work at E.C., but yet one was told, told by statute that he could not privately own a handgun. Do you know how long it took Dick Heller to win? I think it was like 30 years. Wow. But let me tell you the value of those 30 years when we come back because uh, this, we're going to round it out with this and then I'm going to let Jen uh, talk to us about some other things and it's probably going to make me raise my voice but I'm going to work very hard <laughs> to keep it down keep calm when I come back okay
2: we'll be here the caller has hung up I'm, you know what I'm really looking forward to are these cases that I've heard of that I should be keeping track of of people who are suing the IRS saying that we shouldn't be paying income taxes, we shouldn't be paying this and that. Now, those are the ones that I I really should be keeping an eye on also, like I said. But um, there's so much information coming in, especially right now. It's hard for me to even keep up. I'm, I'm reading news during the day, and it's affecting my memory to be quite honest with you, because I'm I'm trying to recall what I read. i like, I can't even recall. I've read so many things and it's just like, I feel like I'm, I'm reading all these things, analyzing, coming up with these, you know, theories, generalizations, but to come back like an encyclopedia, like Jeremy Brown does, um, um I just can't do it. I got to work on it. An incarcerated individual
0: at County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, there isn't even enough time during the day to listen to all the podcasts I want to listen to. So, thank reasons. you for being here.
2: You so I know there's a million out there. Now. All
1: right. So, DC versus Heller. Thirty years. In fact, I had the privilege of speaking to Mr. Heller on the phone for probably about thirty, forty-five minutes when I was in Texas uh, doing in-studio interviews uh, for Infowars uh, and the Alex Jones Show and things like that. And so we had a very nice phone conversation, and yeah, we talked about a lot of things. Um, but DC versus Heller, which I believe it was two thousand a two thousand eight decision. To 30 years, approximately 30 years. That might be all five years, So I'm not, you know, I'm in Jeff. You need to come me some slack. But see, D.C. versus Heller was narrowly defined, but basically opened the door. The Supreme Court said, yeah, Americans can own handguns. Oh, okay. Uh, against a federal uh, regulation, because, again, D.C. is a federal district, right? And so somebody in Illinois said, well, my state is preventing me from owning firearms. And so they took their state to court in a case known as, I believe it's McDonald versus Chicago something. Right? And this took the D.C. Helen decision from not just the constitutional jurisdiction over the federal government, but now it's applied it to the state. And then recently, either this year or late last year, I believe it was this year though, uh, another case out of New York that was built around the ruling in DC Heller in McDonald versus Chicago, and I'm going to have to get the actual accurate names because I hate I hate doing that but of something like that. Uh, they had a case: uh, New York Rifle Club versus Ruin. And that case, the Supreme Court said, yeah, all of these gun laws, okay, they 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 have to have a basis in historic uh, enforcement, right? So see the 30 years Dick Keller spent being told that he can't win, the 30 years he spent losing because see, you don't get to the Supreme Court by winning. You only get there if you lose a whole bunch of time. You lose cases and you lose a lot of money, right? But all those years losing and being told that you're going to lose more and that you might as well just give up. It's not worth it, right? That has led now to a series of cases that are currently being used by me. You see, US versus Brown is going to be the next major Second Amendment case, because unlike the other cases, I've actually read not only the Constitution, but I've also read the Federalist papers. You see, all of this discussion has led to the point where the Supreme Court has now said, well, there has to be a historical basis, which calls in to question, what is the historical basis? Well, guess what? The Federalist Papers are the historical basis for why the Constitution is the way that it is in certain aspects. But certainly one of them is the Second Amendment. This is why I gave you that homework assignment. Because you will find in the Federalist Papers exactly what they meant by the Second Amendment. And now the Supreme Court has opened the doors and actually said. Hey, we're not historians. If you do the historical research and you bring it with your case, well, then we're likely going to grant you a victory because you will have done what you're supposed to do. And so this is why we have to continue to fight. And this is why it's important for the Brunson brothers and others to even though they're told, we're not going to hear your case, your case is uh, dismissed, your case is declined, this and that, to continue to fight because see, that's what they want you to do. They want you to give up. They want to keep bashing you down. They want you to remember your place and your place is as a peasant. After all, you're not called Esquire. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're called an American and they work for you, not the other way around. And so, Stick with it, and that is why the Brunson Brothers story is important to our story, to my story. It shows this is something you can do, and that you can do
2: it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thank you, Ms.
2: Logan. Yeah, um, thinking about, you know, Steve, we, J6 seems like an insurmountable mountain to pass sometimes, because of all the things that have been so unreasonable, unjust. You see what's going on in the court system, these uh, lawyers that you cannot trust. There's a lot of just a lot of um what is it? adversity, I guess would be would be the word there. But then here comes Steve Baker who's popped a little hole in their balloon. He has Actual
1: oh, did, did, nobody, did nobody tell Steve Baker that he can't do
2: this? <laughs> you know, I think they're trying to tell him in so many words by giving him that uh, grand jury hearing, but he keeps going. He is an absolute warrior and he, he will keep going uh, because he knows how important this fight is. It's a fight for our freedom and our liberty. And if we don't do this now, we will lose it forever. So I hope this blossoms into something more. I hope they actually pay attention to this. Keep rattling these cages. Just keep on it. Something will happen. Something big. And one will lead to another. Just like we are talking about these domino effects. If, if they really show this Oath Keepers trial to be a total sham with perjury occurring in that courtroom on behalf of the government, on behalf of Nancy Pelosi staffers, on behalf of Harry Dunn, Capitol police officer. Every case has to be reviewed. Every witness statement has to be double-checked for accuracy with these videos. And that's why it's so important for all of the video to be released publicly and to the people. And all of these trials should be public as well. So, you know, it only takes one. Well,
1: you know, it, it's funny that you should mention that, Jen, because if you remember way back in in, in our way back machine, maybe it was a fusion cell, maybe it was the Freedom Family Fairness Report, but let's just do our Wayne's World. And we go back. One of the things that I've said all along is that I want to trap them in their lives right yeah that's what these proceedings are i know that i'm not going to win these proceedings i uh, already know that in fact i tell my attorneys that all the time don't worry about winning worry about doing the things that we need to win down the road because you're not going to win it's a setup it's rigged yeah there, there, there's nothing you can do it, the If you refuse to file a motion because you think it's going to upset the judge and that the judge isn't going to rule in a certain way in this case, forget it. He's going to rule a certain way in this case. She's going to rule it, right? This is the Mm -hmm. mentality that we've had all along. Yeah. And then this has happened. I knew it was going to happen. I know because I know what the truth is. And so if the truth comes out, well, then I know by catching them in their lives, like for example, uh, the brief the portion of the brief I have today is all about the search warrant being about January 6th, right? Yeah. this was the government's argument in pretrial uh, motions and things like that right in their justification in their explanation against the hearing the motion suspicion. but yet then later, After they seemingly won that battle, later they say in a transcript that this case actually had nothing to do with January 6th. Because, see, now they wanted me to not be able to play the recording of the agents recruiting me. Right? Yeah. Well, which is it? What was this a domestic terrorism search warrant tied to January 6th and its investigation? Mm -hmm. Or this is search warrant just happened to have been something that was conducted, and, and these crimes that we've sentenced in the 87 months. Well, they just they have nothing to do with January 6th. They were they were simply the results of the search warrant, and, and we found these illegal things. Well, you can't have it both ways. But it is both ways in the official record. So this is what you're going to see, just like Jen said. As the truth comes out, because remember. A lie is halfway around the world before the street even gets his pants on. Well, the truth is zipping his pants up right now and starting to do a little bit of warm up exercises, right? Because you got to get the blood flowing. You know, just don't run right out of the bat. You see, lies, they're brand new and young, right? They're limber. They can't, they just can get out, hop out of bed at six o'clock in the morning and start running to see. The truth is old and sore and crusty and grumpy when it wakes up in the morning like me right takes a little bit of lubin needs to get some coffee in them right but guess what the truth is wise, and it's going to catch those lies right just like the the tortoise caught the hare right and so that is what you're seeing happening right now you're seeing the truth got that cup of coffee in them Or her, you know, the truth could be male or female. Maybe the truth is transgender. We don't know, right? But the truth is coming, right? And this is what I've warned my trial judge, is that the truth is coming. And are you going to put yourself on the record as being one of those involved in covering up the truth? Or are you going to be on the record as one that was in on it, right? And I think we know what decisions have been made up to this point. And so you're absolutely right. These are going to be monumental uh, uh, revelations. These are going to be monumental discoveries that will have no choice but to change the whole game. But what? But only if these descendants, who thanks to recent criticisms I'm going to build up right now, if these descendants, fight. They cannot lay down. They cannot waver. They must file these appeals. They must force their defense team to get these arguments on the record beforehand and not eliminate their ability to bring them up in their appeal. And they're going to have to figure out a way to convince a society that is being broken down to their core financially. Yeah to give up just a little bit to help them, okay? Because this is crucial and important thing. And you're going to have to, and I'm talking to you January Sixers out there and the families of these January Sixers and the supporters of these January Sixers and my supporters, is that we have to fight them even though we know that they don't want us to, even though we know that we're going to lose a lot, a lot of time, right? Yeah. This could take longer than D.C. versus Helen. But if we don't do it, they will win easily, right? So we can't forfeit and we can't give up. We have to continue to fight.
2: You got to be a burr in their saddle. Just keep doing it. Okay, we are almost out of time. There's one question that's been on my mind, Jeremy. A lot of people are talking about the global jihad that has been proclaimed by a Hamas leader for tomorrow. There's been a lot of demonstrations across the world. Some supporting Israel, of course, and others supporting the Palestinians. What is your one minute left suggestion for someone who may get themselves caught in a chaotic situation tomorrow? You know, some people have to go to work. Right, well let
1: me call back and then we'll We'll uh, talk a little bit about that. And I have one more thing that you can't let me forget. Okay. uh, Let me call back.
2: The caller has hung up. While he's coming back, I just wanted to read you a quote from Mike Adams, Health Ranger. He says, when it comes to the situation in Israel, note that if you ever find yourself agreeing with Blinken, Biden, Newland, and the rest of the crooks in D.C., you've been hoodwinked. The Biden regime and neocons are committed to violence, deception, depopulation, and the enslavement of humankind. Every event you see directed by Washington, D.C. is intended to achieve those goals, often by manipulating human emotions and perceptions. And the reason that I'm telling you that is because I am absolutely staying away from choosing a side. There are reasons as to why... Emotions are flared on both sides, but this much is true. Unknown call. You've seen enough from this administration to know that if you're agreeing with something that they're pushing, you're probably being walked into a trap. Private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please
0: hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number to accept this free call. Press. One, to refuse this pre-call. Thank you for using Securus. You may
2: start the conversation now.
1: All right. You were saying.
2: Yes. So the question is, uh, if someone happens to find themselves in a chaotic situation tomorrow, well, hopefully they are armed. Um, but either way, what what would you be doing? What kind of suggestions would you give? You know, some people have to go to work. They can't avoid these things. So what what would you what advice would you give to them?
1: Well, I mean, if I accept your premise that they have to go to work and they can't avoid them, then uh, I would say, yes, certainly you need to be armed with something, okay? The, the reality is the best thing to do in these types of situations is, is not getting them, get into them at all, right? So uh, a failing to plan is planning to fail. Okay, so if you live, let's say, near a university, right, and your route normally takes you by the university, you might want to look at, is there another way around where maybe I can get to my office without driving right by the university or these, you know, no-go style areas where you anticipate there might be something, right? Do a little planning beforehand and try to avoid them, okay? but. Sometimes things are just unavoidable, right? Yeah, you know, not saying be a coward, but don't just you know, do stupid things. But sometimes you might find yourself in a situation, and and I found myself in these situations many a time. Uh, in Bolivia, you know, our car was surrounded. All we had were our handguns, and you know, got kind of hairy there, and you know, we prepared to start busting out some windows. But uh, it all worked out. Remember, you're in a car, right? Mm -hmm. A car is a weapon, right? Uh, So you have to, if you get in this situation, don't roll your windows down and start trying to negotiate. Not a good idea, okay? Uh, Utilize that car the best that you can, right? And remember, always apply a rule that we often apply, which is it's better to be tried by 12 than be carried by 6, okay? so. Uh, don't, uh, lose your life because of fear of, of that if you use self-presidency, somebody might call you names or take you to court, right? It's better to be tried by 12 than it is to be carried by six. But if you find yourself in one of these surrounding positions, this is what I, you know, advise my girlfriend and, and our, you know, our family. Uh, I told her, that, hey, we had a conversation today, right? Make sure you have some type of like uh chemical spray, OC spray, pepper spray, bear spray, whatever you wanna call it, right? Call it bad guy spray. Right? You can buy them in large fire extinguisher size canisters and have those in the door of your vehicle. And if people start to come up on your car or they bust out your window, you just spray the hell out of them. Trust me. They're going to, to rub their eyes. And when they're rubbing their eyes is when you Uh, press on the gas a little bit, right? Um, Obviously, if you are comfortable with a firearm, you should definitely have it. It's a great equalizer. Trust me. Uh, Ask anybody who has been raped or been overrun by a crowd. uh, What what was the the kid uh, in uh, Kenosha? What was it? Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Ask him if he's glad that he had his weapon that day. And I can assure you, I saw the video. He's glad, right? Firearms are the great equalizer, no matter how petite and cute you are, and no matter how big and burly the jihadist is, although he's not likely going to be big and burly. Um, But let's say there's 10 little skinny jean-wearing jihadists are just as violent and deadly as one big and burly jihadist okay
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh if you pull your firearm out trust me they're going to think at least twice about what their next action is going to be and look you don't even have to shoot them you pop off a couple rounds in the air uh there's going to be some movement of human bodies in multiple directions because the average person just doesn't want to die and trust me, the types of jihadis we're likely to be dealing with on, on tomorrow's event uh, aren't the uh, jihadis that were uh, ransacking Israel. So, look, you have to prepare, you have to plan, you have to defend yourself. And so take these types of measures. Remember, your vehicle is a weapon, okay? Yes. And and, and yeah, don't be afraid to, to you, know, you know, scrape a little paint. Right, yeah, like like you say in Days of Thunder, uh, that he didn't he didn't bump you, he rubbed you, and Ruben Grayson, okay, (laughs) push him out of the way with the car, they'll move. Uh, But okay, but the key is try to avoid these situations altogether. And then the last thing is don't be alone, right? Mm. Try to move at least with one person. Or, or multiple people have a means to communicate so if things go bad you can call the police but they're probably not likely to show up you're you need to stop relying on big brother he's busy trying to destroy you not help you okay so start becoming self-reliant uh you know move with your friends have the ability to communicate with friends uh and keep your head on the swivel be aware be situationally aware know what's going on just don't move through life in la-la land staring at your phone wondering if somebody liked your last week because uh, anyone who liked your last tweet is probably just a Russian bot anyway all right <laughs> uh, I want to let everybody know that uh, my mother went in uh, yesterday was admitted overnight and today has a I guess you could call it an emergency procedure last week I believe uh they went in through her vein, through their, through their medical magic, and, and to check on some blockages and things like that. Well, they screwed up, they damaged the vein, it caused a hematoma, uh, and so they had to go in to repair her vein. Today, I have not gotten word on how she has done because I'm in jail. Her, my sister and her, other daughter is in Alaska, Uh, Her boyfriend is is an elderly man with his own health concerns and had to take care. So, in essence, she's there all alone by herself, uh, thanks to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. And so, uh, I haven't gotten a recent update on her condition. Uh, She should be out by now. I hope the procedure is only supposed to take an hour, but she was going to be uh, under anesthesia. So, at her age, it takes a lot of time for her to come out of, of that. So please, if you can, find it in your heart uh, to send some prayers and some positive positive vibes. Um, Hopefully, there's not a bunch of jihadists uh, working in the medical staff. Um, And and that she makes it through this is taken care of because she's on the book for another procedure that this one is going to delay. So uh, my mom, you know, she's a... She's a fighter, but, you know, sometimes the the equipment, it gets old, and it just doesn't want to work the way it used to. (laughs) Getting old sucks, right? Yep. Uh, But it's better than not getting old, okay? So remember that. But uh, if you could please remember my mom. Uh, And if you haven't heard some of her segments early on in the podcast, Jen used to have her on. Uh, She's a hoot. Uh, That she is. get Get better, mom. I love you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Prayers for uh, your mom, Mama Brown. I like to call her, but I think I'm the only one that calls her that.
1: (laughs) Well, she likes to call you Jan.
2: Oh, that works. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not I, it's (laughs) I. Yeah, she's, she's a super, super cutie pie. So, okay. Yeah, definitely will be sending some good vibes her way. And thoughts and prayers. Also, Voices in Nebraska saying prayers as well. Thank you for that. All
1: no, right, great.
2: Okay, well. We're All right, d-
1: Jim, well, you got anything else? Or are we going to let these people go to bed?
2: I think we'll. They
1: might be like, "Goodbye and they need a nap.
2: <laughs> they probably do. I think it's time to uh, wrap it up. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we exit?
1: I will see you on Monday.
2: Okay, that sounds great. Uh, and I know that we have a homework assignment for next week. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Federalist Papers 26 through 29. I listened to them
1: today. You're going to probably look, get the audio version and read along. That's what I have to do because uh, uh, Alexander Hamilton is quite the writer, and it might not make a whole lot of sense when you just try to read it the first time. They're very eloquent in their language, much more than we are today, but you're going to be shocked by what you read uh, if you believe all the nonsense that they say today. Uh, it's very clear as to what the founders felt we needed a second amendment for, and it wasn't that it could go turkey shooting.
2: <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. I think I will read it out loud in case some of you don't have the time or um, don't like reading or whatever it is, or maybe you can't get your hands on the book. Uh, or on the Federalist Papers in general. So uh, I'll try to do that over this weekend. That way you can just hear it instead of having to read it. Or if you can't get your hands on Audible, whatever the case is, we'll put it out there so that we can help you get your homework done. You're you're
1: now going to be an audio book reader?
2: Oh, I'm (laughs) far from it. Just trying to do everybody a favor (laughs) if they need it. (laughs) Anyways, well, thank you everybody for being here on the Fusion Cell uh, give us a rumble. Subscribe if you can. Follow us on Twitter, the Fusion Cell, and we will see you next week. Everybody, have a good one, and All thanks, right. Jeremy.
1: Have a great, have a great, and jihad free weekend.
2: Oh, please, yes, everybody, be safe tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. The caller has hung up.
6: World
4: domination, same old dream.
3: The universe grows smaller every day.
2: This nation under God shall have a new
3: birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth.